0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Monday, January 18th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and I'm joined on this Monday morning for me, Monday afternoon for you. Over there in the Netherlands, Mr. Big Marcel, Marcel Dorf, the newest member of the MMA Oddsbreaker staff pick em. And And uh, Marcel, you got a real fun introduction to it. It was a crazy card. And uh, man, like this, the card in the weekend was just, it was a great way to kick off the year, Marcel. I just want to get right into it. Um, just, just an incredible card. How was your weekend, man? I'm sure you enjoyed the UFC being back.
1: Yeah, weekend was good, man. I mean, um, some fun MMA, uh, MMA cards. Uh, UFC was good. Before that, I, I watched a little bit of Brave. I didn't watch everything because it uh, it overlapped each other. The 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 final of the Brave and the and the start of UFC. I haven't watched LFA yet. Because uh, I had to work the day after, and uh, I can't stay awake till 6 a.m. if I have to work the day after. But, um, yeah, some fun stuff. Also, my team won on Sunday, my favorite team. So, good weekend, man. Who's you? your favorite
0: team? Who's, uh, my weekend was good. Who's your favorite team, though?
1: My favorite team, Ajax from Amsterdam. That's so- it's soccer for you football? guys. Yeah, football, yeah. Football, yeah. <laughs>
0: football right? Okay, cool. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, one of your things, Marcel, you always do this. I might as well just stick to the tradition here. We had a fighter pass away in the weekend, so before we start – Actually talk about the fights, we should give some respect to the man known as Paul the Polar Bear Varlins. Passed away, age 57, Marcel, due to uh COVID-19. I'm just gonna pull the article up, just give me a second here. But uh man, just just really sad news. Um, you know, not really not that old, 51 years old, and uh passes away. I'm just gonna pull up the uh article for this works. Yeah, so wrote this yesterday and it's just terrible. It's really sad and you know, um, he was a guy that had many fights in the UFC. Like I think five or six fights, maybe seven fights, actually. Not a ton of success by any means, but a, but a but a pioneer of the sport. You know, now, I wouldn't call him a legend, Marcel, but I would call pioneer. him a, pi- a pioneer because yeah. he was one of those guys that like helped create the sport in the early days. And you know, it's if you go back and watch this card, he beats this guy Cal Warsham, then he loses to Ken Abbott. I mean, he was fighting legends. His most famous uh, performance was probably UFC Seven. He went to the finals and lost to Marcos. The, the king of the streets, Ruiz, in the finals. So any thoughts on uh, Paul de bear former UFC fighter, former rings fighter, former yeah, Valle Tudo, and former ECW, actually did a little bit of pro- professional wrestling back in the day as well. What are your thoughts, Marcel?
1: Yes, actually, we, we used the same video in our article, you for your <laughs> website, I for my website. So, I didn't see uh, your article, but I believe yeah. you. So... Um, yeah, I mean, he's one of those pioneers from the early UFC days. You know, uh, he was a big guy, like uh, or to, uh, over uh, six feet. What was it, six feet eight inches tall? Like think I
0: think. 300 pounds, like big yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Huge. Uh, um, so, um, I mean, I, I remember him in in the tournament fights where he uh, fought against. He fought against Tank Abbott, like you said. He 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 fought against Marco Ruas in the final back then. Uh, he is also a fighter against Igor Fofchanjin, yep. uh, another uh, legendary pride fighter w- was he. Uh, and, and his last two fights were against Dutch fighters, man. He won against yep. Dick Fry and then he lost to uh, Joop Cast- Castile, who uh, was a replacement for Dick Fry. They wanted to do the rematch back then. So, um, yeah, man, um, it's just sad, you know, 51 years of, 51 years of age is, is not really old. And, uh, man, it sucks. And... Uh, yeah I, I wish uh the family his family and uh, his friends uh all the all the best of course and my condolences man
0: yeah sad you know what's really sad marcel he actually messaged me on like linkedin maybe six months ago he actually messaged tom too from bj pen he just said like hey guys how's it going like i have a story to tell i want to tell my story to someone and you know that's not we're not really in at bj Penn, we're, we're more into like current news not really mm-hmm. like Interviewing older guys, but it was something I was interested in personally. I just never got a chance to do it. Now I never will. So that's the sad part when this guy dies, mm-hmm. you know, because his history has gone with him now. Now he can't tell those stories. And I think he had a lot of stories to tell us. So it's really sad to hear that. But, uh you know, we just wanted to show our respect to Mr. Paul Varlins. And the other, other thing I'll say is, I don't want to get political here by any means, but I posted the article and Some of the comments are very disgusting in the, in the Facebook saying, you know, COVID deniers and stuff like that. Like the guy died from COVID-19, that's how he passed away. So, you know, if if you have your political issues and opinions about COVID and and lockdown stuff, keep it to yourself, you know, show some respect to the guy. He passed away, his family doesn't need that BS. And honestly, Marcel, it really just bothers me when people show disrespect to the dead. Like these people lived. they died, they're gone. Show some respect. Anyways, I, I, I oh, By the
1: way, never understand that man. Why people oh, have to talk uh, crap on the uh,
0: on whatever
1: whatever on on that people on MMA fighters in general, man. I never understand that. I mean, yeah. Also, people like yeah. I do. I didn't know him. You don't have to share that comment if you didn't know him. You can just scroll. You know. You don't have to reply. You know. Sometimes I see a name as like. I don't don't remember that guy, you know, but then I'm going to read us like, oh, that guy. And even sometimes if you read and you don't know the guy, you don't have to say like, oh, I didn't know him. This is just weird.
0: I agree. I agree. People (laughs) are just dicks. (laughs) Anyway, let's get into the the bread of today's show, the the bread and butter, I should say. Okay, so UFC on ABC1. Now, before we actually talk about the card, I want to talk about Dana's announcement, okay? Let's just talk about that first before we get into the fights. Worst announcement ever. It has to be like one of the worst, like biggest letdowns. The announcement was basically watch the card that watch our page review next week and then you'll find out what the announcement is like complete garbage. I'm not saying it was Dana's fault because I don't know if you really expected to say that. But when he went and he was so cocky to the media last week, Marcel saying I'm going to know in five minutes. We'll have a yes or no answer. We don't know yet. We're going to have to wait another week at least. What, what were your thoughts on this announcement that uh, left a lot of fans disappointed?
1: Just a stupid announcement. Also, they let us wait an extra fight for it, man. I mean, what, what the hell? I mean, it's just stupid. I mean, we were... Listen, the only thing what, what I expected was either Khabib comes back or they're making pro-Yegas McGregor for a title fight and Khabib doesn't come back. That's what, what everybody pretty much expected, I think. So... To say, he he pretty much didn't say anything. He said, if Khabib sees something good, he, he probably he maybe comes back. Imagine, Conor McGregor knocks out Dustin Poirier in the first round. And then Dana's like, did you saw that, Khabib? And Khabib's like, yeah, I'm not really interested. I don't think Poirier showed up. And uh, I didn't saw anything different in Conor. I'm not coming back. So, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't say anything, man. He can, listen, uh, Poirier can knock out McGregor, for example. Or Chandler can knock out Hooker. And then Khabib is like, yeah, but I don't see anything in those fights. <laughs> Absolutely. Just, so I guess that's he, stupid. It,
0: it's going to be his choice. He's going to basically pick no. from the winner of those two fights and then Oliver, who he's mentioned. I just can't see him fighting Oliver in the last fight of his career. Like, I just don't think that'd be the fight he wants to get to 30 mm-hmm. know, You know, the the more interesting thing, I think, Marcel, not the Conor Poirier thing, more the GSP thing, because Dana White says he doesn't want to fight him now, and that fight's over. Where did this come from? Every interview we've heard from Habib the last couple of years is, you know, we want to fight GSP. Even when his father passed away, he still mentioned interest in that fight. Last week, GSP spoke to the Canadian media. He said, I'm really interested in that fight. Excites me. Just have, we have to make sure the weight class is correct. He was talking mm-hmm. about how Habib is a master weight cutter to 155 and how he doesn't think he could make it. That's what GSP said last week in Canada here. Right? A couple of days later and White's like, nah, that fight's not happening. Fights, that fight's over. Do you believe him? Do you think he's lying about that? It just doesn't make sense mm-hmm. that all of a sudden that fight's not happening.
1: Do you really ask me if I believe Dana White? I mean, which <laughs> which which MMA fan, MMA journalist who's been in the game for year believes Dana White? Yeah, it's man. like nobody. I, I mean, yeah, I don't want to call somebody a liar, but he he lies all the time. So I mean, if Khabib says it on camera, I believe it. If Dana says it, I just want to hear Khabib's story about it. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man.
0: Yeah, and apparently Khabib's going to Vegas, I think, next week after two fifty-seven to meet with Dana again. And honestly, I'm not convinced that's really gonna be about this. I think it's gonna be more about his fight the the um the promotion he has, Eagle Fighting Championships on Fight Pass. I feel like it's gonna be about that. I don't really know really know it's gonna be about him coming back. How honestly, Mar- go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Do you know if uh, somebody got signed from the UI Warriors card? Don't know yet, but the guy who knocked out air spicely should get signed, I think. Uh yeah. no? such a he's twenty and two now. I can't remember his name. But he's 22, Marcel, Mm -hmm. and he's on a 14 fight win streak. I did the article. That was devastating That was like Dan Henderson against Bisping. That reminded Mm -hmm. me just like that massive overhand right. And what was the other guy that won the big name? Who was it?
1: uh, Wasufu who was always in the corner.
0: And he's maybe he'll come to the UFC. You think? You think he'll get? Yeah,
1: he was. I think he was. He was the main event, right? Or the exactly?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think they'll they'll bring a few guys in. But anyway, you know, we'll get to the card now. The last thing I want to say about. The whole Habib thing is, you know, I, I'd love to see him fight again. I'd love to see him fight GSP. Hmm. I personally don't really have any interest in either Connor Conor or Poirier fights. We've seen those fights. Habib took them down and beat them up on the ground. I just can't see that those fights changing, really. I don't see why Habib's grappling advantage is going to go away. I think he'd beat them both again. Oliveira, to me, is more interesting just because he can submit him, right? He's got the best ground game in UFC history, submission-wise, anyways. I'm, oh, record for submissions. What were we going to say? I mean, if he
1: gets that hold that Poirier had on Khabib, I mean, right. <laughs> that yeah, would I know, be right? interesting, like, you
0: know? Poirier goes to the g- ghillie all the time. It's called it jumping the ghillie. It's funny, right? Because, you know, he does it in every fight. But how many has he really even got, Marcelo? Like, how many guillotines does Poirier have? Like, maybe one or two in his career? Mm-hmm. Not very many. Whereas, Charles Oliveira has got tons of them, right? And tons of rear naked chokes, arm bars, everything. I personally would rather see him fight very well. But if you're Khabib, he's not, is he really that big name where you're going to sell a pay-per-view? I'm not sure. That's why I thought the GSP fight made sense, but apparently Dan said it's not happening. Take this comment from Mar- uh, Marcus. Hey, Marcus, I wish Charles Oliveira took the Chandler fight. I think he would have got good performance against Chandler, put himself in a good position to fight Habib. The thing is, and he wants to see Habib Oliveira. The thing is, I agree with you, that would have been a fun fight, but Charles Alvarez won eight straight fights. He just beat Tony Ferguson. Why should he fight on two weeks' notice against Michael Chandler and cut all that weight, Marcel? I don't think that's right for him. I think he made the right call turning the fight down. What do you think?
1: Yeah, man, actually, listen, man, uh, Marcus, I like the fight as well, but it really doesn't make sense, man. And it, I, I honestly think it was disrespectful by Dana White saying that he turned that down because he shouldn't have to get that fight in the first place, in my opinion. I think Oliveira did enough to earn a title shot already, to be honest. So yeah. they, don't give, they they are not going to give it to him, but he does. So doesn't make sense to fight a Chandler who comes from Ballotor still has to, uh, show in the UFC, he is worthy of the of the chances he's getting right now. So, I want to. I, I like the hooker fight. I would like the hooker or the Felder fight for Chandler. So. Yeah, let's let's see if he uh, if he can uh, if he can get to win in, in in that fight on yeah. Uh, Saturday. Yeah,
0: and I really like Michael Chandler, but it's like you know he's mm. not even really, he hasn't even fought in the UFC yet. Why is he even in this discussion? Like honestly, you know. Yeah,
1: the U but the UFC created that man with yeah. giving him as a backup. for Yes, yeah, so that's exactly game. what it was, beat. and
0: then people started elevating him a little bit higher. Like I yeah. think he's really good. I think he could do well in the UFC. But yeah. to me, like he has he doesn't even have one win in the UFC yet. You know, so like at least get a win first before he starts. Uh, you know, getting guys like Olivera. Because Oliver why should he fight a guy who's not fought in the UFC and risk his eight-fight win streak? I wouldn't you, do it either. You know
1: what What funny was to me? Back then when uh, Michael Chandler said, like, he has a huge Khabib fan and uh, he's watching him for a long, long time. And then Islam Makashev calls him out and he's like, I don't know this guy who is this. It's like, dude, if you're a huge Khabib fan, you know who Islam is as well. But Yeah, I – <laughs>
0: actually, you know, I really like Michael. And he did it AMA yeah. in the weekend on his, on his Instagram, like half an hour t- – he actually had fans come on the screen with him and talk to fans. Like it was pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, he 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 did the Habib thing again. He said Khabib's the greatest fighter of all time. You know I, I want to fight him, but you know it's going to be up to him. All right, let's get to the card number. So not for this. Whole, <laughs> there was no announcer. We still spent five minutes talking about nothing. We just talked about air for five minutes. Dana White is <laughs> hot air. Okay, let's talk about this card now. Marcel is part of the staff picks on and Odds oddsbreaker for this year. I went six and four, and you went five and five, is that right, five and five?
1: Yeah, yeah. just don't act like you didn't know you did better than me.
0: <laughs> I'm really not, because honestly, like, I'm so disappointed. Like, you know what the thing was, when I was picking this card, I was like, okay, I'm picking all the favorites on the main card. Someone's gonna pick up an upset. I just didn't know who it was gonna be. I really didn't think most of these guys would, like, I didn't think, you know, Buckley would lose. We'll talk about him in a second, but, mm-hmm. you know, I was hoping for a better night. I will say this though, I didn't see too many people have like really, really good nights. It was a pretty tough card. There was like four or five upsets, right? Like half the card was was upset. So and there were big big favorites that, that lost too, Marcel. So it was a very surprising card. Now let's talk about the main event, work our way down as we usually do here for the okay. recaps. Okay, so this main event was a crazy fight. Max Holloway versus Calvin Cater. Max Holloway wins 50-43, 50-43, 50-42. I scored at 50-42. I had a 10-8 round. I also had a 10-7 round. I think it was the third or fourth round. I can't remember what round it was. 10-7. How'd you score it?
1: 10 9, 10 8, 10 9, 10 7, 10 9.
0: So we had the same score. Me and you had 42. perfect. Glad to hear that. I think that's a fair scorecard. I will say this though that fight should have been stopped well before the fight (laughs) ended. I was screaming at the TV, man. Like, I don't like seeing guys get hurt like that because, you know, uh, Tyson Tarji, his manager, posted an update broken nose, multiple uh, like fractures. He's got um, like uh, cuts in his head. He's got to get stitched up. Like, he got the shit kicked out of him. Like, We've never seen. That was the the worst beating in UFC history. Not even close. Max Holloway, like he destroyed the the uh, the record book. Basically, the former previous record for significant strikes landed in the fight five round fight two hundred and ninety significant strikes, which is insane. Anyways, he landed four hundred and forty five significant strikes. Four hundred and forty five. That's insane. He he threw Mm -hmm. over seven hundred significant strikes. Marcel, that's insane. We've never seen a performance like this. After seeing like that was that was to me. The, the kind of performance that you you wonder, like someone at the press conference was like, "Can we see him fight Habib?" They were supposed to make that fight. That's the kind of guy that could beat Habib. That version of Max could beat anyone in the world. Marcel, that was the best performance he's ever had, in my opinion. I've never seen a, a beating like that in UFC. Give me your thoughts on the performance. What do you think of the stoppage? Should have been stopped sooner.
1: Performance was obviously good, man. I mean, what can we say about it, right? You did, you said everything, but um, yeah. Listen, man. Um, I look kind of different than most most fans, I think, to to fights, you know, and you as well, because I was talking to uh, some of my other colleagues at MMA DNA on on the chat and to other ones as well, and uh, some of them were like, "Yeah, that could have been stopped earlier," but some was like, "Yeah, you're not gonna stop a fight like this right now. It's it's amazing. Uh, look at how Cater does. It's it's uh, the the toughness." I was like, "Yeah, but if you're." He, he got destroyed, let's be yeah. honest, man. All, all respect to Tyson Cart, to uh, Tyson Chardier, uh, Calvin Cater, and the whole New England cartel, but he got destroyed, man. Let's be honest, it, it should have been stopped. And I don't, I don't understand Herb Dean as well, man. He, yeah. he at a certain moment, at 10 7 round, when he was uh, loading up on him, on yeah, exactly. I mean, that was a perfect time to stop yeah. the fight. Nobody would have, uh, would have complained about that, you know. And he does listen, man. Herb Dean, for years the best referee, last two, three years. Just a really uh, weird decision sometimes. But let, let's let's keep that out. Um I didn't like the stop. I, I did like to see the fight stopped, um, but it didn't. Um he, he was just too tough for his own good, man, yeah, Calvin Cater. And yeah. that's why it's probably the biggest beating in UFC history because most of the fighters would have been out in the third, second or third round if Max put that on them for yeah. example and he he wasn't he, he kept going um for longevity is so bad man I mean mm-hmm. I, I think the coach I don't want to criticize Tyson charier because he's always he's a really good person always nice nice to everybody but uh, I think he should have thrown the towel or should have stopped that fight if, if herb Dean didn't do it because for a fighter longevity is it, it's just not good man I mean this fight can take can take one or two years from your career in my opinion, so, but yeah, people will say, you're not, you you are not a fighter, so you don't know, but I understand, but sometimes you gotta uh, make a choice for someone if he doesn't want to stop himself, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, me and Marcel watch fights for a living, I mean, a lot of you guys are listening right now, you watch fights every weekend and you love it too, right? So, we've seen fights that go on too long, we've seen the damage that it causes later on in guys' life. Like Lucas, it's just funny how this happens the same week, the Spencer Fisher article came out where he talked about brain trauma, and that was like a discussion this week. The UFC donated a million dollars to the Cleveland Clinic for brain studies. And then you see a fight like this, and it's like at odds with what they're promoting. They're promoting this their, the health and safety of the fighters. How did how was there any safety regarded at all for Tyson or uh, for uh, Calvin Cater? I do blame his coach, Tyson Church. He Seems like a nice guy, fair enough. But in this fight, he didn't save his fighter Marcel. The fu- the coach and also the ref. The ref was there too. The ref just saved him too the doctor could have stopped the fight. Like there's lots of people that could have stopped the fight. Marcel. I just, it bothers me seeing guy take that much damage because I don't think he'll ever be the same. I really don't. Diego Sanchez actually was the one tweeting saying his soul has been taken. Like his soul, uh, he says, my soul has been raped hundreds of times in the cage. Now Calvin cater says he'll never be the same. I agree. I don't think we'll ever see the same guy. You know, some people have said, okay, well look at Brian Ortega. He fought Max Holloway and got the shit kicked out of him and came back and looked better two years later. Fair enough. That doesn't mean the same thing is going to happen to Calvin. I, and I will say Calvin's also older than uh, Brian Peggy. He's 32 years old, Marcel. So, you know, to me, this was the big fight he needed to win to, to really make a statement in his career that, hey, I'm a serious contender. He didn't win it. Now we know that Calvin's not He's not an elite guy. He's not. I really like watching a fight. He is not a top five guy. He's a top 10 guy. But he's not a top five guy or top three guy, I should say. Um, I think he's really good, but I, I just really worry about his future, man. Like the fact he hasn't really posted much since the fight he was sent to the hospital worries me, Marcel, like how much damage did he take in this fight? Like, what's it going to look like in 20 years? What, how is this fight going to impact his, his brain, his life? Now I get it. You know, these guys sign up, they know what they're doing. They're professional prize fighters. I get that. But we do have these checks and balances in place to save these guys. That's why we have a corner. That's why they have a towel to throw in. That's why we have a ref that can stop the fight. I just feel like these guys let him down. It reminded me of two fights that happened last year, Anthony Smith and Glover Teixeira, which was a finish. And, and as far as decision goes, the fight that I thought of right away, Marcel, Amanda Nunez and Felicia Spencer, where the fourth round, you knew it was done. She had no chance to win, and they still send her out there to take a beating. I think this fight should have been stopped after the third or fourth round. Now – you know, as far as the performance by Max goes, it was it was insane. I've never seen a performance like that. I think they should just honestly take Ortega out of that fight and just give Holloway the title fight. I don't see why we need to see Ortega fight for the belt. Max Holloway is clearly the best feather in the world. To me, this was like an unofficial title defense. Now the guy who he, he destroyed two years ago gets to fight for the belt while well, he has to wait another six months. Even though the judges robbed him in his last fight, it seems messed up. So... I know they're not going to change it now. Volkanovski is fighting Ortega at UFC 260, March March 27th. Which actually, you broke Marcel like a few weeks ago on the podcast. You, you're the one who mentioned that. I would just rather see Max fight for the belt, but I guess he'll fight the winner. You'll have to wait till the end of the year, probably. To me, Marcel, like he's the best featherweight in the world. What do you think?
1: Um, yeah, man. I mean, but you can't break that fight now. Now they have booked it. That that's a sucky thing, man, because that sure. that fight got official like uh, six hours before the fight before the card started. So, I mean, you know, I think they would have changed it, man. Honestly, if they uh, after if they decided after this fight. But uh, by the way, the. How could this Volkanovski, man, if he uh, didn't... If Ma- Max uh, lost clearly to him in the first fight, I think. I had a 4-1 or 5, yeah, yeah, five yeah. Yeah. But the second fight, I scored a 3-2 for Holloway. Yeah. Don't agree with you that it was really a robbery because I think it was a close fight. But yeah. I can see it because many people say it's a robbery. I think it was close. But uh, yeah, I-, I favored Max in that fight as well. So it's pretty hard, man, you know, for Max it's tough because if you... Show show a performance like this, and you pretty much get uh, on the wrong side of a judge's decision in the in the in the fight before in the title fight, and now you have to wait uh, on a guy who you clearly defeat. You know, uh, is going to fight for a title now. But Ortega Ortega also did a very good fight against the Korean zombie, so I don't really have a problem with it. I don't know, man, but maybe uh, let's hope. The winner of the fight from Volkanovski, Ortega, comes out pretty clean, you know, uh, with no with no damage. And uh, maybe he can fight Max. Maybe an
0: international fight week, man. We never know. You know what's crazy? Zabit's going to have to keep waiting. He's going to have to wait another year probably now. like He's going to never get a title shot, man. He doesn't yeah, fight either.
1: Are people blaming Zabit for that, right? It's, it's, yeah, it's not his, it's not his fault me. he got pulled yeah.
0: out or the uh, Yair thing keeps happening. That's not his fault. He hasn't actually yeah. pulled out of that fight. Yair's pulled out, I think, two or three times now. They, they, 'Cause they tried to book it a few years ago for the Woodley Till card. And so they, they tried to make that fight for years now. But I just think Zabit's a guy that last year or two years ago actually would be Calvin Cater, November I think, twenty nineteen. That he could have got a title shot then. He hasn't fought since then. And now yeah. Calvin's probably like stocks even higher than anything. We're going
1: to say, didn't didn't you tweet it uh, last Saturday? Like I'm not said I said, wasn't impressed. Looked, I, was I was like, pissed. "Shut up!"
0: I know, such an <laughs> idiot. I, he later said he was joking. I don't really think he was. Honestly, like, just like I'm not impressed. People were like. You should see the comments. People are like, "Dude, you're so irrelevant right now. Like, yeah. you don't fight, man. You don't even tell you saw where you are." Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, I was like, uh, the yeah. the
1: only thing you could do was just don't say anything, and you say I any, know every, anything. I'm mean, just like, it's not smart, you know. I
0: really, I really like your idea as a fighter. I just think, yeah, me was, too. the Comments were so stupid. Like they really mm-hmm. were. Okay, so co-main events. Unless there's anything else you wanted to talk about main event, you're good. Okay, co-main events. Uh, Carlos Condit defeats Matt Brown, unanimous decision. I-, I thought Condit would win this fight. I've always liked him in this matchup. They've tried to book it a few times. Um, I thought it was 29-28 for Condit, though. I would give the first round to Matt Brown for sure. He's pissed off. He went on his Twitter, and he was yelling at the judges. But he's not saying he won the fight. He's just saying that he should have won the first round, which I agree with. It mm-hmm. was pretty clear fight to score, in my opinion, pretty easy to score. Matt Brown, round one. Matt Round two and round three, Carlos Condit 10-9 each, and it's 29-28. Uh, what do you think of this fight? I thought it was a pretty good fight.
1: It was a fun fight, man. Two scrappy veterans did very well. Um, Actually, a better fight than I expected, to be honest. It it was a good fight. I agree with you. First round was to Matt Brown. Second, third was to Rolf Condit. Now, I understand, Brown, man. I mean, if you win one round, you should get one round. 29-28 still looks better than 30-27. 30-27 looks like you got uh, pretty easily uh, dominated, which is not always the case with 30-27. You can have a close fight with 30-27, but I understand how it looked, and um, it was twenty nine, twenty eight. Good win for Condit, man. Second, for, second win in a row. I don't think he had back to back wins since two thousand thirteen or something. So it's a long time ago. Yeah. Um, uh, and for, for Brown, yeah, I mean, uh, he, you, you see, he still has a, has the the will to fight. Uh, he's 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 getting older, you know, but he, he's still game. So uh, it was a fun fight. Uh, the right the right guy won. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, not not much not much more to add than uh, that. I enjoyed uh, a good scrap between uh, two veterans and uh, very respective people. The
0: only thing, the only thing I'll ask you is Carlos Condit's. That was his last fight of his contract. Now Dana White said they they have interest in re-signing him. So he, I think he'll be cool. back. Yeah. But do you think he's going to test the market? Do you think he's going to go see what PFL Bellator offer him, or do you think he'll just go to the UFC right away? What do you think? I
1: think I think he stays in the UFC, man. Yeah. I think. Um, He's at home in the UFC, and um, I mean, Bellator, I don't know, PFL is maybe interesting because it's a tournament, you know, you can win a a million dollar by qualifying for quarterfinal, uh, semifinal, and the final. So you pretty much have to get enough points in two fights and then win three to get get the one million dollar. That would be interesting, but other than that, I think he remains in the UFC.
0: Yeah, and there's probably better fights for the UFC against guys like Matt Brown, who are like aging veterans. Matt Brown, by the way, posted a picture last night on his Instagram. He's already back in the gym. He's like, I he's like, the work never stops, basically. So the guy's <laughs> a complete savage at age forty. He's still doing really good, I think, even though he's lost two straight fights. No shame in losing to Miguel Baeza and Carlos Condé at all. And also all right. the
1: way how. He yeah, exactly. Get, yeah.
0: This fight was close. I mean, the the of fight he got knocked out, but it was actually a competitive fight until yeah. he got KO'd. I think he dropped him at some point. So First I think point, he's yeah. still he's still got a little bit left to take, Marcel, but there's no doubt he's, he's, he's on the way down. There's no doubt about yeah, sure. yeah, All right. All right, so this next fight, I mean, this was, uh, wow. You know, the thing is, Nemme, right? Layoffs are huge. Layoffs, guys, when they come away from two and a half years, Marcel, three years, it's very hard to win. You've seen a few guys win over the years, like Dominic Cruz when he beat Mitsugaki, GSP when he beat, this being Ortega when he beats Cream zombie, but generally Marcel, when a guy's off that long, they don't look good. that was the case here. Santiago Ponzinibbio gets absolutely destroyed by Lee Li Jing Liang first round knockout, huge left hook from Lee Li Jingliang. Liang and uh, the the leech Marcel. he continues his crazy knockout streak. I mean this guy, you know he's got an incredible amount of power in his hands. he really does he is one of the biggest knockout artists at 170 a very underrated guy. I'm still surprised he won the fight the way he did though I gotta be honest like I I, I really thought, Ponzinibbio, all the interviews, everything I heard, You know, I'm training at ATT, I'm training with the best guys in the world, I'm going to show a great performance here. He just left his hands down, his chin was right out, he got caught, Marcel, it is what it is. But at this point of his career, age 34, he hasn't fought in forever. I, I don't know if I can consider him a, a top contender anymore. And I think this, this loss to Jingwei kind of shows that Ponzinibbio, he had a chance two years ago, Marcel, to really make a run at the ladder. I don't think he's going to do it anymore. What do you think?
1: Yeah, man, me neither. I think... Um... He, sh- he should have won this fight. This was a fight for him to win. Um, I mean, man, Li Jing Liang, he, he should have sent his uh, Li Jing Liang to the US when he fights in the US, man. I mean, outside the US, he always sends himself, and uh, inside the US, he always sends his twin brother. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, he looked very good in the fight. Uh, I didn't expect it, to be honest. It was a short notice fight for him as well. So, uh, yeah, r- really promising. Uh, you know what? Uh, what was funny, man, at the weigh-in, uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio had that uh, that canvas with him with Diego Maradona on it. Uh, yeah, he passed away recently, and they both uh, held that. And Dana was looking like, "Oh my God, I hope this is not some political statement or whatever was on that." <laughs> I think he had no idea what that was. You know? Oh, <laughs> well, that's
0: funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's actually not a bad fighter though, Liang. Actually, I'm looking, no, no, actually rec- I'm looking at his record. I'm looking at his record now. Like it's it's good. You know, he's got. Uh, Ten wins and, and three four losses in the UFC. That's that's pretty solid. And actually, I, I I thought you were like you were onto something there. But I just looked at the stats. I'm such a nerd. I did this in my head. Seven and three as out uh, outside the states. In the states, three and one. Surprisingly, three and one in the states, Marcel. So I thought it would be worse than that. But mm. the guy is uh, he's he's got some power. Jamie Gidley, what's up, guys? Hey, man. Good morning. Um, let's go to the next fight here, Marcel. It would be Lester sort DeCherco of knocking out Joaquin Buckley, and then. Okay, so, I mean, this was crazy, too. I didn't think this would happen. The guy's coming off a three-fight losing streak. It's clear that the UFC was like, you're going to get knocked out by Buckley. He's going to add to his highlight reel. That's what they wanted, Marcel. They really did want that. After Zach Cummings dropped to Chirico, I think the UFC matchmakers were like, this guy's chin is cracked now. He can get KO'd. He turns out to be the one who knocks up Buckley. Afterwards says, I don't want to do an interview. The loser should get interviewed instead, or he should get interviewed as well. They should bullshit. And then later on, Dana White said he saw him backstage and this guy, him and is, is, uh, the Italians. They were apparently very uh, not so warm with Dana White. He said, you guys got the 50000 and Alesso didn't want to talk to him. He got the bonus. Later on, he, he sent a video thanking Dana White. That was really weird, though, Marcel. I got to be honest. Like, You think the guy scored the best knockout of his life he would have been a little bit happier. The thing is, I think he was like, you know, screw these matchmakers. They wanted me cut. They wanted me to lose and get cut. So I think he had a chip on his shoulder. What do you think?
1: I think that's exactly the case, man. I think he also thought that they brought him in to lose against Joaquin Buckley. But the language barrier is is still there for him in, in English. So he doesn't really know how to express himself with that, I think. So that's why he didn't say it like that. But... I Think it's definitely what he thought, man, and that's what many of us thought, you know. Yeah. Uh, but what, what I said, I, did, I don't know if I said it to you. He actually should have won the fight against Kevin Holland, in my opinion. And the Murado fight was close as well, you know. Yep. He only got uh, he got crapped by Zach Cummings in the last second of that fight, he lost that with 29 28, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it was also a close fight. But Cummings just put that explanation point on in the, in the third round. Um, I mean. I didn't expect him to get, to get the knockout, obviously. I thought he could have won the fight via decision, but not via knockout. I picked Buckley to win the fight as well. Yep. But, uh, man, actually, it's cool, you know? I mean, Buckley was already looking past him. He's like, after this fight, I'm going to call out an, a, a, a rank opponent. And I was like, not a smart thing to say when you still have to beat the opponent who's in front of you. And clearly. Plus... We saw that it's always bad karma, man, when you don't do a, fi- a fist touch at the beginning yep. of the fight. You know, so uh, yeah, that's. Uh, you know,
0: yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, thing about, no, no, no. the thing about Buckley is, you know, I like him. Obviously, we all do. We saw the knockouts last year, right? Mm-hmm. And Kasangane He's two and two down the OC with two knockout losses too. Holland and DeChirico knocked him out. He's not as good as we thought. I think this is a guy that probably should drop a weight class. Like, I'm thinking he should go to welterweight. He, I think he's fought there before. I don't know, maybe. I mean, maybe that's the the decision he's going to make. Because to me, it's clear he's not a contender of middleweight. Like, he's lost to Holland and to Chirico now the last six months. Been knocked out twice in six months. So everyone's talking about his knockout over Kasangane and Wright, and fair enough, they were great knockouts. But, you know, this is a guy who's also getting KO'd. I I don't really know what to say about Buckley. He's only 26, so he's still really young. But, I mean, he's he's got some holes in his game. He's been knocked out three times in his career, actually, in 16 fights. That's a lot of knockout losses, actually, for a young guy. So... He's a guy that, from what we've seen, I don't think his chin is not great, man, honestly. I know he got caught that kick. It probably would have leveled anyone. I get it, Marcel. But he got – and also, what was he even doing? He was, like, bent down. His arm is like this. It was so weird. It was like, here, kick me in the chin. Like, I didn't understand what he was doing. Was he going for a takedown? What was he doing? I really don't get it.
1: I always. I also think that uh, it was. Uh, he he didn't really. I don't know. N- not a, a, in a personal way, but a, as a fighter, I don't think he really respected the last year. The Kiriko. That's a great and, point. Uh, I, I mean, also the, the lead up. The UFC was very high, uh, of course, on Buckley. They showed that KO against Empire uh, like uh, two thousand times. Um, I mean, at a certain moment when you get all that hype behind you and you get all that that praise behind you. You're starting to believe that you are really much better than you actually are, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, Alessio de Kirchhoff got clearly brought in to lose to uh Joaquin Buckley and uh, Alessio de Kirchhoff, man. Credits to him, man. He had this, he pretty much had his career on the line, his UFC career on the line in that fight. And uh, how if you can come out like that and knock out somebody with a head kick, where the head kick was famous for that head kick knockout, you know, you you head kick him, it's pretty much like uh. That's not comparable, but it's like a Gonzaga crew. I was just gonna know? say, yeah, that's yeah, exactly
0: what it is. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. You knocked him talked about his own move, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, the guy's he's he's he still got some talent. Obviously, he's got the KO power, he's got the flash, but I just think we've seen enough now to know that he's not as good as we thought, man. He also had some losses in Bellator too. Like he's not, he wasn't an undefeated prospect. His first loss, he's lost four times. Anyways, uh, Daniel, oh, I would say saying, oh, let me get the comment first. Yeah. Consistent theme with these lower level guys, untested guys being hyped and finished. Like Strickland finishing Brennan out. yeah, I really like Sean Strickland, by the way. What were you gonna say, Marcel? Last no, thing. No, we
1: can Also, can quit the talks that James Cross was. Uh, yeah, that was thing uh, is, yeah, was backing out the fight because he was scared. Complete bullshit.
0: Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't believe that. Um, I would have liked to have seen that fight. I think we're yeah. not gonna see it anymore. But you know, it's it's kind of weird they didn't push that harder because you know there was a lot of bad. There still was a lot of bad blood, but you know, um, they didn't want to do that, and uh, it is what it is. Okay, so last car, uh in the main card. Oh, man. Puna, Heli, Serrano. I picked uh, Dusko. I don't know who you – who would you pick in this one? Dusko?
1: Puna. Oh, you him.
0: picked Puna. Nice job. Yeah, yeah this one was uh, pretty close, I think, um, to me. I just thought Dusko would be able to take him down easy, and he didn't even try a takedown. He basically started with his hands in his waist, his chin right up in the air, and got destroyed for like four minutes until he got KO'd. I, I think uh Pune knocked it down two or three times. Dusko has no striking defense whatsoever. So probably the worst striking defense I've seen in a long time. I thought he was better than this, man. He's clearly not ready for a guy like Soriano, who looks like he's a serious contender now. I think he's, what, 3-0 now in the UFC? He's good, man. I was at his fight when he fought uh, Oscar Pachota and knocked him out in Vegas. The guy's got serious power in his hands. And the way he knocked Dusko down, he had that long straight left right down the pipe, knocked him down a couple times. What do you think of his performance, man, Puna?
1: Yeah, man, Puna looked good, man. Um... He got now two finishes, man. First his debut against Pihola, and now this one, very yeah. good. Uh, I mean, both were undefeated prospects. Uh, I, I like Puna. He, I saw him in the regional scene as well. He got, he got that, got that nasty power, you know. Yeah. And uh, Todorovic, uh, or how I call him, uh, Stefanos Truvo, uh, Truvovic, he's like the the smaller. Yeah, he kind of looks like starter. him. He actually does yeah. look like him. <laughs> yeah. So, um, man, Todorovic, he, he's. Like you said, man, if he had to win the fight, he probably would have taken it to the ground, but he didn't get the chance pretty much. He uh, Puna was just on point, you know. And uh, man, I was listen, man, uh, remember when he was uh, he was tagged. And then that that mouthpiece fought uh or flawed What do yeah, you say that? Uh, flying. Yeah, yeah, flew out in the under almost under the octagon. I was stuck. I was like, "Come on, man, not again." We you saw know? it like
0: a few months ago, like the first time ever, and then it happens a few months later. It's so weird. Yeah. yeah. I can't actually, remember what the other fight was now. What, uh, do you remember what fight it was? Yeah. Um, is that, oh god. Was that on Fire Island or was is it Vegas? It was in Vegas actually. Mark Smith was the ref. I think he pulled it out of the cage while I taking.
1: Again, man. Oh, yeah. that was uh, yeah. I knew who that was? That was oh god. Let me think about it. I know it. I have it on the top of uh, on the top of my tongue. But I, uh, I know. Can... I,
0: okay, I got to Google it. Okay, reach the key. That's what it, it was. Yeah, Alan yeah, Perono. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I mean, why don't you have a backup mouth? I know piece, that man? they're like, oh, <laughs> God, but We don't have one. Like. When I used to train, I don't train anymore, but I did. I had a custom mouthpiece. I went to my dentist. So it was like, I want a mouthpiece. Some of these guys don't even do that. Like, they're professional athletes. They get a boil and buy one, a cheap one. Like, yeah. I spent money on one because I didn't want to lose my teeth, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, not exactly. only that, but, like, they should have two. They should always have a backup because we've seen it happen. I, and I thought you were supposed to have two, like, you at least in the back. Maybe they just didn't have it on them. But either way, Um I mean,
1: if I if I was Todorovic and and the ref gave me the mouthpiece, I would say rinse it. I know that's know? pretty
0: nasty. Like what's been yeah. under yeah. there and stuff. No, yeah, but I, I mean
1: to get more time, you know. And that's you, to and that's to too, too part.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know, but man, imagine being buried in that side of that octagon. It's fucking gross. There, dude. yeah, it's really nasty. Um, and not saying it's any worse than the blood and stuff that's on the actual octagon when they drop it and they pick it right up. Like I would ask yeah. to, for a quick rinse personally, but then again, you're getting you're, you're you're punching guy in the face. So I mean, really, like what's worse, right? Putting something in your mouth or getting hit in the head. Um, Edwards says Puno versus Alessio. Sure, I mean I'd watch that fight. Also, I, I don't know if Alessio would take probably pissed off with a match. again. Also, I said uh, Puno was three. No, I meant to say two. No, because the one fight was on uh, Contender Series against yeah. Amy Pickett, I think. So, um, let's go to the prelims Barcelona. we'll go through it a little bit quicker because we don't have that much time left—20 minutes or so. Uh, Jocelyn Edwards. Here's my pick of the week, Marcel. She was an underdog, then she closes a small favorite, but look great. Dominant performance. I like her, man. Long strikes. um, Good ground game, Marcel. I'm surprised Wu wasn't uh, barred in the first round. That was pretty tight. What did you think of Jocelyn's performance in her debut?
1: Very good, man. I, sh- I should have picked her. I really, I really,
0: You're regret really told that. me about her. I didn't even know who she was until you told me, and I'm like, wow, this girl's really good, <laughs> yeah,
1: man. But you know, I thought uh, we had uh, more more preparation time, uh, the long flight for Edwards, you know, I thought that w- would uh, do something to her. But she looked great, man. V- very strong debut. Um, I mean, what can you say if, if you debut, debut like this, you uh, you show your name, um. Very good. I, I was I was impressed with what she showed. Uh, that armbar was very tight. How long was she in that armbar? Like three minutes or something? Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, crazy. It a while. Yeah, it, was
0: impressive. it was impressive. Yeah,
1: I, re- I really liked her debut. Yeah, and, and good pick by you, by the way.
0: Thanks. I think that she could do really well at one thirty-five. Like they need contenders, right? I'm not saying she's going to fight for the belt, but you know what? That division is shallow. Where if she gets like two more wins by herself, she's right there in the top ten. So. You know, this win should probably get ranked in the bottom end of the top 15. If it doesn't, then one more win. But I, I really like her, man. Um, next up, you know, a lot of people said this was fighting the I don't think so. I, I would have either given it to the main event or to Condit and Brown. But it was a pretty enjoyable fight between the big boys. We had uh, Justin Taffa and Carlos Felipe. I actually scored it for Taffa. I didn't give it to him. I just did 29-28, but it was close. I, I wasn't complaining. Um, what did you think of this fight? you think it was fighting the I saw a lot of people saying that. I didn't think so. But what did you think of the matchup? Who would you score it for?
1: Wasn't a fight of the night at all, man. I mean, I don't know why you uh, were saying that yeah, it's just, uh, because maybe because it wasn't uh, for once a heavyweight non top 15 fight where we fell asleep, you know, after the first round. Maybe that's why, but I mean, that's that was that was a, a good scrap, but the, I don't see that that was way too untechnical to be yeah. honest to be a fight of the night, in my opinion. Um. Was close, could have gone either way, in my opinion. Uh I, I was, uh, I wasn't surprised Felipe got it, would have been surprised if Tafa got it. We're very close. Um, Carlos Felipe, yeah, if he wins, he always acts like he he won the Super Bowl. I know it's kind of hilarious, the... man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, what w- was a tip was actually a typical heavyweight fight, uh, but. A very an entertaining one. You know what I mean? It was yeah. an entertaining one. It was um what, what remember when they got with those hats against each other and there's like a boxing match or something? It's really weird. But that's the uh, thing. Yeah. I
0: think that maybe people the last ten seconds were crazy. They just basically swung bombs. Come on, I mean that wasn't fighting the night. It was a good fight. Again, I thought Taffa edged it, but whatever. Um I'm gonna get these comments from Daniel. He says Alessio versus Dana White. Sure, in the UFC video game is Alessio uh, in the game. I know David. I don't think in. so. No. Maybe they'll put him in after this one. <laughs> probably not. Um, Daniel says Jocelyn should fight Bre- Betch Correa. I, I, sure. But I, I I would hope that UFC is nice to Betch and it's like, you know what? You're a pioneer. We're going to give you someone a little bit easier to fight in your, in your last fight. Yeah. She, she's got one fight left. Um, Next. Fight. Rebook oh. the
1: Wuyanon fight.
0: Yeah, probably just do that. Um, Ramazan Amiv defeats David Zawada. Split decision. I had it for uh, Amiv. I actually said, like on the podcast, I was like, "You got to take him by decision. That's the only way he wins a fight, Marcel. He doesn't know how to finish a guy in the UFC." Uh, but I, I thought he won. So Watt is very tough, obviously, very very durable guy. But uh, Ameeva, he's you know he's solid. His record in the UFC right now is five and one. That is good. But he's a boring fighter. He has no finishes. What do you think of this guy?
1: Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is, man. He is one of those uh, Dagestani wrestling kind of type of guys who is actually very boring. Yeah, you got you got the other kind of guys who are also have that striking going on and that crazy power, but he doesn't have that, you know. And he's really wrestling based more. Um, so, what I made it a close fight, but uh, I think the right guy won. I had twenty nine, twenty eight for Ramazan Imiyev. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do with him, man. I don't I think he's. At all, you know, they uh,
0: cut him? Do, they, do they actually release this guy because he's, he's really boring, man? Honestly, like, I don't look at yeah. Habalov. I just saying, look at Habalov, yeah. very similar guy. They let him go to Bellator. I yeah, know he's coming have, off a win, right? Yeah, so, yeah,
1: exactly. So maybe they match him up with somebody they think he will lose against, you know, and then maybe they cut him. I don't know, yeah. but uh. Listen, man. In my opinion, you should never cut a guy with five and one. Uh, they also did that with Elias Teodoro, who, yep. who, who had a good record. Very
0: similar the, fighter in many. Yeah, ways.
1: yeah, yeah, true. But you shouldn't do that, man. I mean, I'm with you, you, uh, you, you, you uh, as the uh, market leader in MMA. You should have the best fighters, and if the if one of the best fighters is boring, I don't say he's the best fighter, but one of the better fighters is boring, then he's boring. You know, I mean, right. uh, you can you can still have him on a card and uh, put him on a card with some knockout specialists. You know, and then you still have a good card. Yeah, they, then you have one less good fight. You know, whatever. There will always happen, you never have like twelve fights and all twelve will deliver. It's
0: it's yep. never happened. I'm just saying, like this guy's had six fights now. He has no finishes. Yeah, um, true. All, his last seven fights have went the distance, including his fight in M1. Listen, the guy's great for making money because you can bet on him, you win every fight. I'm just saying, if you're if you're Dana White and uh, Sean Shelby and Mick Maynard, you're, you're looking at you know the middle or the um, the welterweight division, and you're looking at cutting costs. Maybe you're looking at this guy and saying, hey, this guy's not really doing enough to uh, to really you know stay on the roster. So I think he'll get another fight, but if he loses, I think he could actually be cut. I think they'll start doing that for some guys because, you know, they said 60 cuts. How many cuts have they made yet? Like maybe 10 or 20? Not many, I right? I don't maybe, know. The, maybe like 10. It wasn't then, much.
1: Uh, who would you line them up against, Ramos and AMF?
0: Well, i got to pull up the, the division uh, one second. Yeah. I don't think I'd give him a right guy because, again, he hasn't finished anyone, so I don't think he deserves it. I think you either give him someone that's like kind of a grinding type wrestler as well or you give him a prospect to see how he's good. Uh, see if he's good against now i'm looking at the uh the division like it's the thing is i'm worried if you match him up with a guy like for instance shavkat Rachmanov or sasha yeah. khaled they would lose like uh, or sorry i'm in the, yeah i'm in the right division right michelle yeah. Pereira. Michelle, michelle Pereira. Pereira. yeah that'd be a fun fight too but, chaos you know, williams that would be good i would like that one sure so there's fight because those are the kind of fights you should have because you need a guy's gonna push him right so chaos would be a good fight because you know chaos is going to go for broke yeah you know? looking at some other guys i'm not really sure daniel rodriguez would probably be a decent fight
1: the winner uh, of munir Laziz against uh, warley alves
0: sure i guess you could i just i don't know i really like munir i, I want him to fight some more exciting guys you know but we'll see it's just uh, anyways the, the fact that we're kind of struggling marcel is, is is proof that this guy is it's hard to match up against you know because if you're if you're a ufc guy in the in the, if you're a fighter in the waltry division why would you want to fight this guy so he can beat you by wrestling and make you look? I bad? mean, what about Sean Brady if he wins against Jake Matthews? He asked why not? Because Sean Brady, I really like him too, but mm-hmm. until I finished his last fight, he wasn't—he was doing the same thing. So, yeah. you know, maybe that's the fight to do. And you know, I like—I like him, but he needs a, a bigger win in his career. So, yeah, that would be fun, but we'll see, Marcel. You know, I, again, guys, like, you know, I, guys have to do what they have to do to win. I get it, but I'm just saying, like, he's had six fights, seven fights actually, and and. The last seven fights have gone the distance, and if you're the UFC, I don't think you like that. I really don't. Like, you know, you're looking at a guy like Brady or Khabib. People say Khabib's more. I don't think so. But he finished guys. Even Khabib used to finish guys when he came to the UFC. Kamal Shalarus, all these guys. So Khabib is just a guy that doesn't finish fights. And then if you're the UFC, I don't really think I want to keep him on the roster. That's just me. Here's what uh, he says: Matthew's Brady loser. Are they they're fighting right? Yeah, that's sure. I mean, why not? Actually, Jake Matthews another similar guy. Kind of boring, right? Like, kind of just lays on top of you, Marcel. I get it; it's an effective way to win fights, Marcel. I'm just saying, as a fan, and if you're a matchmaker, do you really want to watch that? I'm not sure. Um, Vanessa Melo defeats Sarah Morris. What an absolutely dog shit fight! One of the worst fights I've ever seen. Me and my, my my fiance was there with me, and we were just laughing. She was laughing at the fight because she's like, "Why is she like? Why is she yelling when she punches the air? She wasn't even hitting her. I still was doing the the hi, hi, hi. And listen, I get it. When I used to train, I'd hit the heavy bag and hit pads. I would do that too. But not to the extent she does it. Not to the extent Caitlin Chukagin does it. Not to the extent Holly Holm does it. Because they do it when they don't even hit anything. You're supposed to do it like you know when you're making an impact too. When you're just hitting the air, Marcel. Come on. So to me, that was a terrible fight. What do you think of that fight, though?
1: Oh man. <laughs> and then, then you dare to be upset when, when you, when you lose the decision, you know? You shot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. Uh Every second we talk about this fight is too much, man. Yeah, but let's, let's move on. Move on.
0: <laughs> okay, next, the last fight in the card, Austin Lingo defeats Jacob Kilburn. I thought he looked ex- outstanding, based up his first win. Uh, yeah, any, any other thoughts on that fight? Yeah, man,
1: uh, pretty much expected uh, Lingo. I said I thought Lingo would uh, knock him out in the first or second round, he almost did. That uh, guy's got a good
0: chain, man. Holy crap! his chain. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And
1: a good win for Lingo, man, after his uh, after his kind of disappointing UFC yeah, debut against, against, against just just Yeah, hard. I was really yeah. disappointed
0: there, and he looked good in this one. Uh Dan Edwards says, the only great guys will accept fighting. I mean, coming off a loss, it's true. And he says he felt sorry for the commentators having to watch Morris Mellow, what a terrible fight. I remember when I was picking that fight. I'm like, who do I pick someone who's really like not good or someone who's like really, really, really not good? Like to me, they could both they're another two fighters that could be released. A lot of fans were saying, cut them both. I think Morris is gone. I think that's the last fight we'll ever see in theFC Marcel. So I don't think I don't think she's gonna fight again. Um that's it for this card. There's a little bit of news we'll talk about and some fight announcements, but, uh, We'll start with just, you know, uh, let's go to your page, actually, Marcel. We'll do, you want to do a few fight announcements, Marcel? Sure. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So we got, what, 10 minutes left? Yeah, we got 10 minutes. Okay. I'm going to pull up Marcel's page. We'll just go through a few fights. Same as usual, Marcel. Don't give you your pick, but just give me your thoughts. Now, mm-hmm. I saw you post this one, Zubair God versus Ricardo Ramos. Love this fight. What do you think of this one?
1: Yeah, fun fight, man. Both guys uh, fought against Leroy Murphy um uh, Ramos wow. got knocked got uh, knocked out and uh off draw against him I thought off won but that's my opinion yep. um yeah fun fight I mean um stylistically good matchup uh off has good striking his ground game is pretty decent and uh, Ramos we know his ground game is good and the striking is, is not bad either um I I can't give you my picture I want, but uh, it's a a fun fight, man. I'm looking forward to the stylistically fun matchup. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I was laughing at the Planet Earth thing. I always laugh whenever I see that. But you know what? I thought that he should have beat Murphy, but I remember I picked Murphy against uh, Ramos as the underdog. He knocked him out. He looked good. So interesting fight, you know, interesting, pretty close matchup. I like this guy, Gurum uh, Kutaladze versus Don match. I love this fight, man. Like, these guys are both seriously good fighters. Uh, I thought Gerham looked uh, pretty outstanding against Mateus Gamrot. Picked up a huge upset there, Marcel. And Don Madge, I don't remember last time he fought, but I remember he had the two knockouts over... Uh, or, he had the, the Tay Edwards knockout was crazy. I think he beat ZM as well, but he doesn't fight that often. What do you think of this fight, though?
1: Yeah, it's another fun fight, man. I think um, uh, ma- match uh, match looked good in this UFC fight so far, man. Um, yeah. Uh, two wins, like you said, he, he he stopped T Edwards. T Edwards was, was a guy who uh, was uh, who the UFC was very high on, and I actually expected a lot from him as well. But uh, he he didn't show it in the UFC. Maybe he was still too young, you know. He still has to get some more experience. Yep. Um. The ZM fight uh, was good. Was solid. Uh, Kutatilatse. he really surprised me man yep. i know he was he's a, he's a good fighter I know that he saw him fighting him brave but i didn't expect him to to beat gamrod was a split decision was a close fight I agree with the decision by the way that he won that fight I know I know many people did not he actually thought he lost the fight against gamrod yeah so uh he trains with Chimaev, uh, which is uh one of his is, is his main training partner i think at the all-stars training center so um yeah fun fight man uh, I say it again fun fight this is a Good matchmaking. I'm really looking forward to this one. Plus, the March 13th card looked very good at this
0: moment. So, I'm pretty sure him and Cam's have the same barber because they literally have the same beard <laughs> and, and the same haircut. So, if they're training partners, they're probably, you know, going in the same barber too. By the way, look at this guy's like, look at his, like, he's just so ripped. You can see, like, the muscles on his rib cage. It's insane. This guy is, I thought he lost two Marcel. i be honest. I thought he lost 29-28. But, you know, the fact he was like a plus 300 underdog and did that well was very impressive to me. But, yeah, and this guy's a savage, man. I just really like Madge. I think people are forgetting about him. Charles Jordan versus Steve Garcia. Yeah, the Canadian. That's why I gave it a little heart to because he's a Canadian guy. Um, wow, this picture of Steve Garcia, he looks really out of shape. Like, Was this when he missed weight for that fight? It must yeah, have it be, what's, right? the
1: short, what's the short-notice fight yeah, against? Yeah,
0: he he out of shape in this fight. Um, picture, uh, I you got to – I mean, I don't want to give a pick, but Jordan's going to be a big favorite in this fight. There's no doubt about it, right?
1: Yeah, just his last two fights didn't went as he won. I think he lost a split against Philly and that yeah. draw against Koulibau. I think he won that fight, but uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's, he's solid. Um, what else? It's official. A versus Francis, UFC 260. Love the matchup. Uh, I think we have odds for this. Let me check what the odds are right now. I, I think,
1: think Ganu is the favorite. I think
0: he's a favorite, too. Let me just double check. Uh, minus 175, Francis. A 150. Um, I'll I'll be honest. I picked Stipe the first fight, and he yeah. pretty much got dominated after that first round, where he looked pretty good, and then just got tired. But you know, it's a different fight. It's three years later, so I don't really know, Marcel. What's your thoughts on this one? Don't give me a pick. I honestly have no idea. I'm going to pick in this fight, though, guys. Like I really have no clue. What do you think, Marcel? It's,
1: it's the same, man. I think it will be this. It can be the same as the first man. ganu comes out guns blazing. Uh, if he hits Steeper correct, he will knock him probably out. If he doesn't, Steeper will. We'll get the decision eventually, I think. Stipe's hair looks
0: really good in this picture, by the way. That's a good picture you got of Stipe. (laughs) Yeah, I I love that fight, though. Um, What about this one? The big boys. You got Jorgen De Castro and Georges Dano. How is Georges Dano still in the UFC roster, Marcel? This guy hasn't fought in like 10 years. Uh,
1: Listen, man. I don't hate on fighters, but I fucking can't stand this, dude. (laughs) I I really can't. I don't know if you saw his fights in the UFC. The (laughs) first fight... The first fight against Daniel Omilanchuk. he lost the first two rounds. Then the third round, he's trying to get him disqualified. And and, and Omelanchuk is stupid enough to hit him, an illegal shot. So he keeps he keeps laying on the ground. The referee said, okay, we stopped the fight. He thought he won by DQ. It goes to a technical decision and Omelanchuk wins. The second fight, he fought Christian Colombo. It was in Hamburg. I was live there. He goes again. Uh, wh- when he goes back, he goes sitting on a knee, so somebody hits him in an illegal shot. Colombo is also stupid enough to hit him in the illegal shot, he gets a point deducted, and he pulls out a draw in that fight. It- it's one of the most awful fighters I saw so far in the UFC, and I absolutely joke- hope Jorgen De Castro will destroy him. Sorry, normally I wouldn't say something like this, but I absolutely hope that. I, I can't stand to do it. I remember I was at the Fighters Hotel in Hamburg, like all fighters got attention from the fans, and he was sitting alone on the table. Nobody wanted to talk to him. So, I mean, that's all I want to say about this one. I, I, oh, maybe man. I'm a little bit hard here, but that's how oh, I think about that it.
0: That is so funny. I'm I'm like, I'm laughing so hard because I've had the same discussion with him in private. I, I can't remember who he was with, but a few years ago, me and some were joking around. This guy, he hasn't fought in five years. How is he still on the roster? He literally oh. hasn't fought since 2016. This is crazy. Yeah, I think DeCastro Castro probably just kicks him to death or something. Next fight. Oh, actually, I wonder how this guy's going to try to bitch out and get a DQ win, Marcel. How's he going to do with this fight? What do you think he's, he's going to he's going to try
1: again to sit on the knee and uh, hope <laughs> somebody hits him in the head or something, man. It's just, I, I re, for people who haven't seen his fights, uh, if you really, really have nothing to do in your life, just like me, yeah. watch those fights on Pass because <laughs> then you know exactly what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> Marcel's on Dude, I'm, I haven't laughed this hard in so long. It's so funny, Marcelo. <laughs> I love it. That's why I got Marcel on, because Marcel, he speaks the truth, man. He's like me, dude. He doesn't hold back. I love it. I mean, listen, I like the fight. Don't get me wrong. I like Volkanovski or Ortega. Don't get me wrong, okay? I'm just saying, like, why didn't they wait six more hours or whatever to do <laughs> what Max did? Because I think at that, at that point, everyone wants to see Max. But listen, Ortega is outstanding, man. He's a great fighter. And actually, I just watched a movie on uh, the weekend called The Tax Collector on Netflix with uh, Shia LaBeouf, who's he's – he's gone crazy, too, by the way. But uh, – Brian Ortega was in the movie. He's in the movie, so I didn't even know. I'm watching the movie, and Brian Ortega is there. He plays like some gangster. It's pretty cool. So I really like Brian. Man, he's got a good story. But you know, Volkanovski, like, how do you really pick against him, like, in this fight? You know, how can you?
1: Yeah, I mean, Brian Ortega is also on that on Netflix and that uh, and that Cobra Kai series when he was younger. Okay. He play he playing Robbie Keane.
0: <laughs> really, I didn't know that. Okay. No, just kidding, man. Oh, okay. I've never seen that. I've heard of that show. I don't, I don't, I haven't seen it though. I don't have Netflix. When I go to my fiance, she has it, so I watch it there. I just, I got other stuff to watch here. No, I think
1: he looks like an older version of Robbie Keane. That's what I mean. So, uh, I mean, Uh yeah it's a, it's a good fight man i mean ortega showed that he improved a lot since this max fight i think in the in the fight against korean zombie everybody expected him to go to the ground he, he beat him pretty much with the stand up game you know yeah, uh yeah. is so super underrated i think in the ufc people don't give him credit for 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 him being a champion that's because probably uh, the the second fight against max you know because many people think max won that fight yeah. doesn't mean all of it doesn't mean uh, Volkanovski isn't a good champion i think he's a great champion looking forward to this fight. Ortega, as a specialist, definitely on the ground, you know. So that's a v- real big challenge, I think, for Volkanovski in this one. And uh, stand-up man, if Ortega can do the same stand-up against what he did against Korean Zombie, this will be a really tough fight for Volkanovski. But uh, we know Volkanovski can can go with the flow, can take punches, can can defend takedown. So I'm looking forward to this fight. man. it's a fun matchup. And yep. I agree with you that we should have yeah. waited maybe till all the way No, the
0: other thing I'll say is I agree with everything you said. You know about uh, Volk listen it was he wasn't the one who scored that fight you know yeah, true so it wasn't his fault that the judges sided with, with uh with him instead of max i think a lot of us think that max should have won the first three rounds i think that a lot of judges if the third round's close they'll try to tie it up and try to make the fight more close than it actually is i think you should just score round by round that's that's the way you're supposed to score but you know this guy you can't forget he beat aldo holloway and mendez like he's like the first guy with holloway was a legitimate win. So. He is a great guy, but a great fighter, and, and Ortega is too. So this is gonna really be a good fight. Uh these ones gotta be, we gotta go through it quickly, but uh Gerald Mirstar versus Bartov Fabinski. Um both guys really need to win here after I think they both got stopped in the last fight, so they both gotta win here, Marcel. Um what else we got? Chas Skelly versus Jamal Emers, interesting fight. Corey Sandin versus Frankie, that's official now, I guess. Uh Cody Stamen versus Andre Ewell. Okay, so this is the replacement fight for uh Murab. I'd like this fight. I mean, you know, listen, Audrey's did a good – he's did well, so he deserves a step up, but it's a tough fight for him on short notice. Modestkis, Bukalkis, vs. Michael Lexiak, good fight. Eric Anders, Darren Stewart, that's a fun one. Jamal Hill, Paul Craig, I like that one as well. Song Wu, Choi versus Colin Anglin, so these guys making his debut now. Good. He looked good in the contender series, right? Oh, here we go. Nate Landwehr versus Julian Rosa. That should be a fun fight. That's a fight of the night right there. And Dan Ige, Ryan Hall, Cole Shelton broke that. Mr. Cole yeah. broke that fight. Great fight and we talked about that. that's that's it so yep that's it for the fights um we got two minutes left marcel <clears throat> anything else you want to talk about that i forgot to talk about today like as far as news goes anything else you want to mention quickly
1: i can't remember man if i if I had <laughs> anything uh, on the shelf so no man I by the know.
0: way is that uh, oh that's so weird so the Georges daniel guy he's from syria but he's not going to fight in fire island that's going to be in vegas that's strange mm-hmm. like george's daniel i'm just looking at his uh, topology right now yeah like, so that fight's going to be in Vegas then, probably. Yeah, that's but he,
1: he lives in Germany, man. He has Germany. Oh, he lives in Germany? Country. Okay, yeah. okay. that
0: makes That's right. Okay. That's it, I think, today, Marcel. So I appreciate you joining me, man, and uh, recapping the card. Fun card to recap. If you want to join me Thursday, you're welcome to. Um, Actually, sorry. No, you can't come Thursday. Never mind. What am I talking about? That's because we have another card this week. What am I talking about? Okay, so for the podcast Tuesday, tomorrow, me and Cole are going to recap, uh, preview UFC... UFC Wednesday card, which is Kiesa and Magny. So we'll be previewing it tomorrow 10 a.m. Thursday at 10 a.m. Cole's back with me previewing, uh, previewing UFC 257. So Marcel, we got the two cards this week, but I'll get you on Monday if you want to so go we'll do the recaps for uh, 257. And uh, here's another question Marcus asked how many fans were in tennis or Max Cater? What, 7,000 or something? Was that what it was? Or am I, I thought two, 2, 2,000. Sure. That makes more sense. Sorry, I don't even know where I got that number from. You know what it was? Actually, that was the football game. I think the Buffalo Bills had 7,000. I was watching. Yeah, I think it's, what, like the capacity is of 10% or something. So 2,000 makes sense, right? Any other fighters you hate, Marcel? We can save for the next podcast. By the way, <laughs> you mentioned uh, your boy, Stefan Struve, earlier. You talked about guys who have blocked me on Facebook or on uh, Twitter. There's a few. Uh, Dana, we talked about. Mr. Danny's right there, but he blocked me. Uh, Demetrius, Stefan Struve, too. He's another guy. One of those guys. Because I, I I I had said something derogatory about his chin. I said his chin wasn't good. I didn't tag him in the tweet. I didn't tag him. I didn't tag well, him. Someone
1: else probably that.
0: someone stitch tagged him and was like, Yo, you're, you're talking shit about Stefan. I was like, dude, I'm like, I can't like like I I can't remember what fight it was. I think it was the Mark Hunt fight. I think it was the Mark Hunt fight. I was like, This guy should never fight again. He should never fight again. He really should have retired then, man. Like mm-hmm. look at his chin now, it's probably cracked in half. Anyways, uh, follow me on Twitter at Emma Martin podcast, maodsbreaker.com. It's on the YouTube channel, it's on iTunes, Spotify, Google, everywhere. My bjpan.com, ma rings on that, and odds.com. Tomorrow, 10 a.m., Michael Chiesa, Neil Maggie, preview of Cole Sheldon. Thanks, Marcel. Thanks, everyone.